The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody and welcome, my brother, my brother, and me, an advice show for the modern era. Attention, I have breaking news. Uh, I'm joined by my middle brother, Travis, and my youngest brother, Griffin. Say hello, gentlemen. Just hello. hello. The word hello. 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 Uh, I have breaking news. Uh, last night, Travis was at uh, a party where he played a steel drum. We take you now live on the scene to Travis McElroy. It was Travis- just as majestic as you would think. I felt like I was playing an upside-down turtle. Um, it was lovely. I'm, I played a couple chords. Um, and then they played Wasted Away in Margaritaville. It was transcendent. It was a two-man steel drum band because one steel drum is not enough. Mm. And they were Travis, able to do harmonies. Travis, we have eyewitness accounts from the scene of the drum that uh, you did, in fact, rattle out the theme song to Rugrats. Is that true or false, Travis? Can you confirm or deny? Listen, I was in a haze of tequila at that point, so I may or may not have rocked it out, but I was not trying to. I... I I don't know why you're trying to hide this from us. I don't know why you're trying to fucking sweep this under the rug. We take you now uh, live to our analyst, Orb, who is a horse. Uh, former race championship horse, Orb, uh, has just heard this news. Orb, you've been processing this this morning. Uh, of course, we're still trying to get all the, the, the pieces of this story about Travis playing a steel drum last night uh, into place. What is your initial reaction to... Uh, uh, this turn of events. Orb can be played like a steel drum. He does not prefer it. So you have personal connections to this instrument. Orb is two steel drums turned to face each other. Let me ask you this, Orb. Where does Travis go from here? Jamaica. Continuing our coverage of Steel Drum Gate 2014, we go live where Travis has prepared a statement. Ladies and gentlemen, I have decided to step back from my steel drum career and just spend some time rebuilding my family right now. Um, This has been very tough on us, and especially on them, um, and I feel out of respect. I must not play the Rugrats theme song ever again. Uh, Breaking news. We're hearing uh, reports from multiple sources that uh, what Travis actually played was an upside-down garbage can and that he was actually confused. We're getting texts in. Uh, This is a scandal, but we are hearing reports that uh, have tied his recent resignation from steel drumming to the fact that he did, in fact, hit an upside-down trash can with... Two chicken legs, not a steel drum, as we were initially uh, informed. Griffin, have you heard any more updates from your sources? I see you kind of pounding away on your BlackBerry there. What what are you hearing? We have an analyst. We have an analyst here, Chet Chorson, who uh, has is doing some body interpretation of Travis's statements. Uh, Chet, what do you think? Sounds to me like he fucked the steel drum. <laughs> Sounds to you like he fucked the steel drum. Yeah, I mean, look at him. Um, 
yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I get it. I'm, I guess I'm confused about the physiology. Think about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. So, obviously, Travis is not owning up to this at this time. We are going to continue to monitor this situation. In the meantime, we return you to my brother, my brother, and me, already in progress. Friends of ours really enjoyed entertaining at their apartment. My fiancé and I are regularly invited for board games, chatting, and on occasion dinner. My problem is our apartment is far less presentable, and because of this, we do not host very often. We've taken to bringing a six-pack or two with us to make up for our lack of reciprocity. Are we good? Or should we make a bigger effort to host for our friends? That's from Hospitality Hot Mess in Hyde Park. Well, hold on. We've got a question later. I'm going to tie this question in now and go ahead and read it. Okay. I'm in college, and because of that, I'm a pretty social person. I have a decent amount of friends, and I'm usually either hanging out with them or someone is at my apartment. However, when people are over at my house, at some point in the evening, I usually hit a point where I just want them to leave and have alone time. The problem is I never know how to gracefully kick them out. How do I tell my friends that I'm ready to be done with social time without sounding like a jerk? And that's from Semi-Social Awkward at Purdue. Is there a buzzer you could buy and activate? I just feel like these connect so well because when I host, I, I love hosting. And then there hits the point where it's like, and I'm done. And I want you out. Okay, goodbye, everybody. And that's usually about 8.30. I feel like that's part of like finding your group of friends, though. Like I, I have a group of friends that are like perfect at this. Where just when I'm like, uh, I'm ready for sleepy time. They bounce. Mm-hmm. How do they know, though? Do you have? Do you think maybe you're more obvious about your sleepy time signals than you think you are? <laughs> I mean, I do. I do come out in my onesie footy pajamas. You know, you uh, joke. I did that once. I, had I know you over did. To my house, and then it was like, well, I gotta, I gotta go to bed now, and I came out in my pajamas. I spend a lot of time thinking about issues like this. Uh, I, I tend to worry about making sure I had enough sleep before that I can handle the situation, that I won't be the first one to be sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do like a five-hour energy or something. I think you I, I, I take a nap. I'll take a pizzizz in the afternoon, mm. that kind of thing. I think you just have to keep um, – you have to stay ahead of the ha- ahead of the game. You can't collapse. You, you, can't you can't be the most drunk person there. You can't be the most drunk, can't be the sleepiest. Can't be the handsiest either. No. I don't like going to Daryl's house. He's very handsy. You have to be so – Normal when you're hosting a party. It's best you have to, to be stand right in, in the, the center center of the room and try to like maintain a neutral baseline. Exactly, that's true. Because I'm more of an iconoclast. I think of myself as the, the, really the anti mame of our family. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing a, a Christmas <laughs> celebration in July, whimsical hats, a donkey in the living room. Oh, yeah. just anti Justin. You did <laughs> Justin's having another donkey show at his party. <laughs> <laughs> that I think of myself as that. But you have to, you have to uh, level yourself out when you're hosting because people need to know that they're safe and cared for. Yeah. They, they, you, they don't want anti-mame. They want uh, a- ant normal. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-lame. Anti-lame. Would have been a better thing. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Uh, I, y'all want a Yahoo? Yeah. Uh, this Yahoo was sent in by close close personal friend uh, of, of mine, of the show, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers user Innocent But Deadly. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. Who asks, is it okay 
to do the pee-pee dance at work. Uh, I yes. was I was really consumed with the task at hand and didn't want to interrupt it by going to the restroom. Before I knew it, my bladder weighed three pounds. <laughs> all, all the excess pee was killing me, so I finally decided to use the restroom. I crossed my thighs, tightened them while hopping. I work retail on the store level, so customers as well as coworkers saw my PP dance. <laughs> One coworker told me to stop, and after taking a huge leak in the restroom, I did. Was that normal? <laughs> well, I think it is normal for your PP dance to stop after you take a huge pee. Yeah, it's much weirder if you do it afterwards, like a celebratory touchdown dance. This person was carrying three pounds of urine, and what I can only assume to be like max, like a half pound bag. Well, you don't know. Well, I mean, without weighing the bladder first, you can't be sure that some of that three pounds was it. Maybe they just have a really fat bladder. Maybe they got a oh, yeah. I love a flat bat bladder. Ooh. I love me Ooh. a fat bladder, mm, girl. Mm, Sita. <laughs> That's what that song all about. That bass is all about. Mm-hmm. And being proud Cabana of is about being that too. proud of your bladder. Um, and was Lola. She was a showgirl, fattest bladder in the land. <laughs> Everybody give her a hand. She went merengue. Yeah. You hear the sloshing. Okay. What fucking thing could you be doing in a retail store level job that you're like, I cannot walk away from this. I will risk prostate and bladder problems to finish putting these price tags up. Uh, the avatar actually looks like a woman. So no prostate problems. No prostate problems, probably not. But like, um, I've worked several retail jobs. It's it's it's. Uh, I always took it as a tiny vacation when it was time to pee because no one's gonna say no. No one's gonna be like, get back to work because we're not working in a gulag. You gotta yeah. pee. You go pee. Maybe piss three. Maybe they're selling piss three pounds down your leg. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're selling a pee be gone, a special pill that makes it so you never have to pee again. Yeah. That would be very embarrassing for them. And your um, place of business. Have you guys ever... I don't think I've ever done a PP dance of, like... I don't think that actually... I don't think there's any physiological I've implications. I've done a PP sprint. Yeah. Well, well, that's every time for me. PP every time, dance. Every have time for a, me, and it's it's an emergency. Have I done a PP dance? You know, I used to PP whenever I needed to. Like a big yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. But now, I uh, I've been sort of oh, man. holding off a little bit until I just can't take it anymore because that oh. is I miss oh. that movie theater pit. You oh, know that you're post, into that tantric that, tantric peeing. <laughs> you know that tantric peeing that you do after Lord of the Rings uh-huh. and you think it's almost over and then it isn't but it's close enough that you missed all the pee times on the run pee app. Yeah. Um and so you just have to push on through. Uh, I miss that kind of pee. I wish I had that kind of pee more regularly. You know when you have to pee really bad and then suddenly, just strangely, the feeling just goes away for a little while. That's and the scariest. Comes back. It's yeah. the scariest. Yeah. Where'd that pee go? Uh, I'm going to give us, I'm going to allow us maybe one more minute of this. Um, but um, I've ruined myself working from home for seven years now uh, because I'll just go. I'll just go. Even when I maybe I don't even really need to, it just like sounds like a good thing to do. I'll just go in there and do it, just to which break has up your day, which you're has really reduced the iPhone game you're playing at that moment, which has reduced my ability to not go <laughs> to a span of about twenty minutes. So your flange is loose. My flange, my cap, 
my resistor uh is 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 barely non-existent at this point but uh, again like i don't do a pp dance because i'm a fucking adult and i know my fucking body at this point and i always know where the bathroom is so i don't let it get to that point come on it's a little kid shit a pp dance would just be more pressure in odd places than i would want i i feel like the best thing i can do is just sort of stay zoned Mm -hmm. stay focused focus up straight line Get my mindfulness right, mm-hmm. breathe in, breathe out, healing, cleansing light, and just wait. For what? Till it presents That's, itself, Griffin. Till it's, it's time. I don't know. Why ever, whatever reason this guy had, I don't know. I'm 33. I pee when I want. Yeah. Sometimes when I don't want. If I want to pee, that, I body. pee. If I want to eat Captain Crunch one morning, I do. I don't. Sometimes pay. I sneeze really hard and I pee a little bit. God, Juice, I, I got to say, being thirty-three sounds awesome. I can't, <laughs> yeah, cannot wait to get there. Pretty cool so far. I bought a cereal that had s'more in the name today. <laughs> I no one. You can't gonna, do that until you're thirty. No one's oh, going to stop me. The, I thought the Rite Aid lady would say, "Like, are you sure you want to do this? Can I it, check your ID?" Can I see your ID? Nope, thirty-three. You're right. Okay. Well, I, I thought you were. I thought you were starting a new question, and that this is <laughs> somebody else who had done this and not you. And then I found out it was you. And then our relationship changed in a subtle, almost imperceptible way. Yeah, irreversible. Irreversible and imperceptible. Do start I, a new question, though. I do not want to talk about PP anymore. Yes, you do. You just are afraid people don't want to listen to you talk about PP anymore. We'll do a new podcast for that. I was living with my girlfriend. I don't want to know people who would listen to that podcast. No. Dirty. It'll be I a was... PP and Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> PP D and D. There it is. Uh, I was living with my girlfriend and another roommate for just under a year. When we broke up, she moved back home, and my roommate and I moved into a new place together. Now, roommate is moving out, and he is claiming ownership of some of the various items my ex left behind. He claims that since we were all roommates before her and I started dating, we should split the booty equally. Mm. I claim her and I shared things. I claim her and I shared things when we started (laughs) dating and anything she left behind is mine. Also, a lot of stuff in our place is actually his, so I don't think he needs any extra crap. Am I crazy, or should my ex's stuff be mine now? And that's from Canadian Custody Battle. That This, this is some ghoulish shit. <laughs> I was living with my girlfriend and another roommate. He lived with his girlfriend, and they had another roommate. Him okay. and his girlfriend broke up. She left behind a bunch of stuff. The roommate, they're, they're moving out now, and the roommate wants some of the ex-girlfriend's stuff because they were roommates. This is why what is ghoulish. Does this person have extra claim on the things that this roommate left behind? Which is totally fair. When a roommate leaves and mm-hmm. t- doesn't take their shit and expresses no interest in taking their shit, congratulations. Now you have things. Um, but does the person who actually dated the woman get... And if an, I'm adi- reading the question correctly, they started dating after they all moved in together. <sighs> We were all roommates before her and I started dating. That's a rookie mistake, by the way. Yeah. I almost feel like you should have to give the non-dating roommate everything because you fucked up so grandly. That is correct. If nothing else, even if you, even if it had gone super well, you did put 
roommate in position of being like permanent third wheel. So maybe he gets that box set DVD. You know what I mean? Maybe he gets all of F Troop. <laughs> what? what? She left. She left her F Troop box set. And roommate wants it. What are you going to do? Split them up? You take season one, he takes season two? That doesn't make any sense. Just give him the whole box set. You're both going to be missing integral parts of the F Troop through line. <laughs> you won't know how it ends. You won't know where it begins. It'll just be a mess. Yeah. Can you have it? Okay, let me hit you with this. Each of you has $500 of Monopoly money. You invite a third party over. Is Jeff it the Br- X? It's going to be That's Jeff Little Probst. Grimm. It's Jeff Probst. He's the X. And then he does a Survivor-style auction. You don't know when it's going to stop. You don't know what the items will be. But you get to bid on the X's thing. So that way you can get the things that you need the most, like maybe rice for the camp. You know what I like about that, Justin? That not only is like a practical idea. That sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds like you'd have a great time. Probst probably wouldn't have a great time auctioning off his own goods to his (laughs) ex-lover. But, um... You know, just side note, so Teresa and I moved into Los Angeles, and I had an idea pop in my head. It was like, you know, it would be way more affordable if we got, like, a two- or three-bedroom apartment and then got a roommate. And then I couldn't think of anything weirder for some... And I'm sure that people out there do it, and I'm not trying to throw shade, but the idea of, like, a married couple finding, like, a a roommate was really weird to me. Yeah. Is that crazy? Oh, you're going to get a lot of applicants that show up, like, hey, my name's Tom. Um, yeah, I have a great job in the city. I'll be able to make rent. You guys into cuckold? Um, also, um, <laughs> I don't like washing windows. I really like living with you guys. I'm really getting into the swing of it. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Okay, let's watch a movie. <laughs> I was at a party last night, and a friend of mine was uh, showing us how Tinder works, because I asked, because I've never seen it before. And one of my other friends instinctively saw a picture of a guy and thought he looked cool, and so they liked him, which is how Tanner works. You either like or dislike them. And if you both like each other, you get a notification that you have a match. And so he did it because the guy looked cool without having any like, additional info- information. <gasps> Holy shit. Um, is that why it's called Tinder? Because you get a match? Oh, uh, that might be it. That's pretty and good. Then they, and then they, they matched, and then we clicked through. Uh, below the jump there to read some additional info. Um, and he is, uh, he's married and he travels on business a lot. Business with a capital B, he said. And, um, he's into, uh, he is into cut gold and he is into, uh, making fantasies come true. He's into, he's into quote, (laughs) he's into quote, teaching women how to squirt. Fantastic. Thank you, Roger, very much. Uh, and he uh, finished out his monologue by saying that he is into nail clipper play. That's a new, that's a new chestnut that I'm going to throw into a volcano. But he's making dreams come true. He's making that's fantasies come true. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, he's he's making fantasies come true for unsuspecting people. Could and he travels a lot. Could this be Ty Pennington from Extreme Home Makeover? Ooh, good is, it po- is that it business with a capital B? It was actually Jareth, the Goblin King. <laughs> uh, squirt magic squirt. <laughs> um. My comic book collection is getting quite large, and I'm running out of space to store all my single. Oh, now, Justin, now what the fuck did what did we do yesterday? <laughs> I can't. We can't say. We can't talk about it. 
Many of them I only read once and then store it in a long box. I want to go all digital, but I don't know how to tell my comic book shop that I don't need a pull list anymore. That's from Colin. Colin is describing, I think, the biggest problem with comic books. I really like comic books as like a reading experience, and I hate everything else. I hate paying $4 for five minutes of something and then a lifetime of guilt. Ironically, I, I find that I feel the same way about going into a comic book store the same way I feel about going into a high-end, like, Ben's fashion store, where it always seems like it's going to be a cool, fun, like, let's find... And then it's like, oh, yeah, no, wait, all this stuff costs way too much money for me to actually buy it. Cool. And so, but I guess what confuses me about this question is, isn't that the point of comic books? Is owning, is, like, having a collection of them? No, I, I mean I digital. No. Digital comics are taken off in a big, big way, and I'm, really, I'm sure that. I mean, I think your best bet is to just ghost, and maybe they'll think that you're dead or something. Because I think you calling and saying, "Hey, I am actively, actively contributing to the erosion of of your whole thing here," uh, they're not hey, going to take that. Oh, you know, yeah, even better. Hold on, <laughs> tell them you're going on an extended vacation, so not to do the pull list. And you will call him when you get back in town so he can start pulling the comics for you again and then just never call him again. So lie. Lie, lie real good. Well, so that way, because if you just ghost, he's going to keep pulling them and end up with this huge like stack and be like, where's Colin? I guess mm. just call call the comic book store and say, hey, this is Josh Richardson, stop pulling my comics, bye! And then hang <laughs> up really fast. He is pro- Your comic book dealer is probably already a little panicked about the advent of digital comics. If you call and say, listen... I'm going all digital. You're only going to keep him up at night, provide him with more anxiety. If you don't call and leave no uh, inclination of your of your indication of your whereabouts, he's going to think you're dead. Um, can I read a Yahoo? That may, is a nice segue here. I feel like we didn't help Colin at all, but yes. I mean, I we did our best uh this yahoo was sent by drew davenport also thank you drew it's by yahoo answers user dr quantum who asks i want to read dilbert where should i start i've never bookstore i've never read dilbert but a friend of mine uh, first of all what (laughs) i've never read dilbert but a friend of mine usually talks about it and i think i'll like it but he couldn't tell me where (laughs) is a good place to start thoughts you could start at the death slash rebirth of Dilbert arc. <laughs> oh, um, sure. After, I mean, the, like, after yeah. Dilbert Civil War. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I love I love the 11th Dilbert. Uh, I mean, you never forget your first Dilbert, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the 11th Dilbert provides a great jumping off point, I think. I also was it- really liked the brightest Dilbert, darkest Dilbert miniseries. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Dilbert, there's Dilbert Ultimatum. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. The Dilbert Amalgam, where he mixed with Garfield, that was a pretty good one. I like that one a lot. I don't like the crossover shit. Okay. No. I don't like the Dilbert Avengers. There's, like, amazing Dilbert. There's Ultimate Dilbert. There's Extreme Dilbert. Dilbert 1999. There's Dilbert... There's 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 Dilbert Teens. uh, And that's... There's Pigbert. There's Pigbert. There's Zombie Dilbert, which is, like, obviously Marvel was just fucking having a field day with that one, huh? Um, you gotta take I think the best place I think you go back to the beginning I think you go straight to always postpone meetings with time wasting morons mm-hmm. see if you can find it in, in the original printing it's got a better cover 
And then from there, you go to Dogbert's Clues for the Clueless. It's the third book, but in a way, it's the second. Yeah, yeah. And then Shave the Whales. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. Still pumped from using the mouse is is another good jumping off point. And maybe do some readings... Do some do some reading Scott Adams. Maybe read some of his big ideas. <laughs> yeah, and then kind of figure out where you're at after that. Okay, so here is the game. Are you ready? Yeah. I am going to read either the name of a Dilbert collection. Oh, Jesus. Or the name of a Jimmy Buffett song. Uh, it's <laughs> okay. always that, then. Okay. Breathe in, breathe out, move on. That's a Jim Jim, that's a, that's Jim James. James Buffett. Okay. When body language goes bad. Ooh. Damn. I'm I, gonna go I Dilbert. Say, I'm gonna say James Buffett. That is Dilbert, correct, Travis. Yes. Congratulations. Positive attitude. Oh shit. Is Scott Adams a a, a pen name for Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> I'm I'm going I'm going Dilbert. Positive attitude? I think that's actually Jim Buffett. Uh, that is Dilbert. Yes. Son of a bitch. Dear Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Dilbert. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Dilbert. Sorry, that's Jimmy Buffett, because his name is in it. Uh, I thought it was a Scott Adams love letter. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. You ready? The Dilbert Principle. <laughs> Margaritaville. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's let's get the money zone. I'm just throwing out the. It's five o'clock somewhere. Works for both. Uh, yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Would be an excellent Dilbert book. So does Dogbert's Clues for the Clueless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was Dogbert's Clues for the. <laughs> <laughs> and a pineapple smiled nearby. <laughs> I love. I you went been- a little Randy Newman <laughs> there at the end. Chris. I have been. Here's uh, some truth. I've been struggling with uh, uh, anxiety for the past few months, uh, and part of the that is that I try to stay in a pretty positive place, and uh, as a result, I have listened to exclusively Radio Margaritaville on Sirius XM <laughs> for the past three months. I mean exclusively. We're talking tear off the knob. You're in Jimmy's hands now. I guess I guess I'm not comfortable Jimmy with you. Jimmy take the wheel. I Jimmy guess not, take the wheel of my I'm not car. Really, not really comfortable with you drinking and driving though, Justin, I have to say. No, it's Jimmy Buffett is drinking for your ears. Okay. I I yesterday, I here is the point that we have reached. Uh now to be clear, Radio Margaritaville is not just Jimmy Buffett tunes, although wait a few minutes, one will come on. Is songs hand selected by Jimmy Buffett. Okay. Uh, I hope. I mean, that's what they say. I don't know. I mean, he probably has assistance. There's probably a different Jimmy Buffett in every town, like Santa Claus. But I, I, it, it, I described to Sydney uh, yesterday, in as we drove to the mall for the entire 15 minute duration of our transit to the mall on Friday, I described an imaginary Jimmy Buffett collection that I would like to construct a box set. Of all the tunes that I need for mental health. Just to let you guys in on the collection, the second disc is all different versions of uh, Margaritaville live, just with different... 
It's your beach time prescription. It's a beach saying. time prescription for good feelings. Here's the kicker. You ready? The mm-hmm. first disc, guess where it kicks off with? Margarita. You know, I, know, I know you're thinking Margaritaville. That's the second disc. No, you launch with I Will Play for Gumbo. Mm-hmm. No one sees that coming. Then straight into boat drinks. After I that. certainly, I certainly would not see that coming because I don't know the fucking song. I don't know <laughs> well, the tune. Well, can you? <laughs> so just, uh, just for the people at home, uh, rather than our typical money zone music, I'm going to request that you put in the chorus of "I will play for gumbo." Now, see, every time you do that, I have to go to Amazon. Okay, I have to perfect. buy. I have to buy I'll, the fucking. I'll pay you a dollar. Not that you'll need it because you'll be so into this fucking tune. Is he gonna hear it? Is he gonna, is he litigious? Here we go into the money zone. Gumbo, a piece of French bread with which to wipe my bowl. Good for the body, good for the soul. It's a little like religion and a lot like sex. You should never know when you're gonna get it next. Well, midnight in the quarter, noon and tip of dough. No, I will play for gumbo. Uh, I, I once you're full up on gumbo, you need something to counterbalance that. The, uh, and the best way to counter the best what side pairs is, well with gumbo. What's the best pairing for gumbo? It's, it's anything from Nature Box. Hmm. They have delicious snacks. Literally, any of them can be put atop gumbo for a <laughs> crunchy or chocolatey <laughs> or chewy Vin, or salty Vin gumbo or sweet. tips with Justin. <laughs> Literally, anything that comes in a bag can be put atop gumbo. That includes Kitty dishwasher litter. tabs, kitty litter. <laughs> I, I actually don't know what gumbo is. Teeth. <laughs> um, a bag of teeth. Nature Box has a uh, delicious, delicious, delicious snacks that uh, are natural. They got no trans fats, no high fructose corn syrup, and there are some that are low in sugar and and have no gluten. Um, and they ship them for free. You don't have to worry about that either. What are you guys? What are you guys rocking? Because uh, there's some. Uh, I know there's some staples for you guys. Not that they they don't you, you don't get a big bag of staples, but. I terrible. would highly recommend the um, the French toast granola. That's very, very good. You put some milk on that, and your day's going to get started really, really right. And if you're like me, I, I love like the salty like chip kind of stuff. They got sea salt pop pops. So good. The, uh, they also have some uh, Santa Fe uh, like corn stick stuff. So good. So if you try NatureBox right now, we can get you 50% off your first month's box. Just go to naturebox.com slash brother, all one word, and you're going to get uh, 50% off. And that box is going to last you a, a super long time. They have uh, different options, different size boxes for different size family. There's something that's going to fit. I promise you, their snack selection gets bigger and bigger like every day, it seems. There's going to be something there that you're going to like. It's real tasty. So go to naturebox.com slash brother, all one word, and we'll get you half off your first box. No big deal. No that need sounds to like a us. great deal. No need to thank us, but if you want to, we're on Twitter. So here's the thing. You've probably tried Hulu. I mean, it's been around, I think, since the internet. Can you not start with, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Lean in. You sound like like fucking Linda Ellerbee, like sitting (laughs) backwards on a chair. Hey, let's wrap. You've all tried Hulu, right? You're all cool kids, and you think you've tried Hulu, and that's fine, and you're awesome. Well, here's the thing. You think you're cool, but you haven't tried Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus is that new shit. Travis, that is a smart pantsuit you're wearing right now. Thank you. It makes me feel sexy and confident. You both. Um, Hulu has everything, man. They have current season episodes of shows that are on right now, like Modern Family, Daily Show with Jon Stewart. They have every episode, like 
back deep back catalogs of of shows like South Park, um, which is only on Hulu Plus. And you can also find stuff like we we you know Teresa and I watched Parks and Rec on there, Bob's Burgers, uh, tons of stuff. The Profits on there. That's one of my favorite shows, basically ever. Where you're fit, you have a failing business, and uh, m- my boy Marcus Limonis comes into your failing business, and he says that this place sucks, but I'm going to make it awesome, and you're going to give me half, and for the next week you have to do exactly what I say, you scumbag. That sounds and like by a the end show. they fall in love with him. Yeah. And by the end they're like, you were so right. Or sometimes he just dips. Sometimes he's like, hey, I think you're embezzling, so I'm going to go. And then credits. It's a it's a great show. It sounds very. I'm going to check that out. Um, it's on everything. You can use it on a smart TV, Roku, Apple TV, uh, a, any gaming device, basically Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. Um, you can do it on a phone, on a train, on a toilet, um, at the urinal. <laughs> That's a good look. That's a great look. Um, you're going to be there for, t- for you know, 23 minutes plus ads. So um, it's going to be hard to get comfortable. But chase your bliss. <laughs> Not only that, they've got original stuff you can't find anywhere else. Um, like The Awesomes, uh, created by Seth, Seth Meyers. Um, it's uh, about a misfit group of superheroes cartoon. You're going to love it. Um, all 10 episodes of season one. Um, and I think, yeah, so season two just premiered. So it's a great time to go check it out. Um, it's only eight bucks a month. Uh, you'll get your shows wherever you, wherever you need them. But uh, we can give you a two-week free trial if you go to HuluPlus.com. Slash my brother, all one word. Uh, normally the the trial's one week. We're gonna give you a second one, in in case you're really dragging your fucking heels on this. So um, make sure you go to huluplus.com slash my brother so that it counts towards us and makes us look so good. I That's just gotta get a message to Hal from Lori. Lori. Lori says I'm so happy you said yes. So happy you said yes. And that I beat you to it, and I got to do the asking. I told you that road trip to West Virginia would only be the first of our adventures together. I love you so much, and I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. That's from Hal. Well, it's from Lori to Hal. But I think it's also a little bit from Hal, if you really look inside your heart. Lori came, uh, they came to see Superman. Did my they? Show, my show Superman, yep. They sound They sound super sweet. So she asked him... For his hand, it sounds like? Apparently, his hand. I don't know what... She doesn't specify, so maybe it's just like they wanted... She wanted to go see Transformers Rise of the Fallen, and he was like, yeah, I'm glad you asked instead of me. I'm glad you asked, because I I would be embarrassed to ask that of you. And then while they were there, Optimus Prime married them. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise! Surprise! Uh, So, congratulations, you two. I'm so happy, and I'm glad that you're in love. Uh, I got another message from Ian... Alex and Rebecca, three-way split there, for for Jessica. And her last name's here, but I don't think that's Jermaine. Hi, Mabim Bam. Because our amazing big sis Jessica is now happily engaged to her incredible man, Jake, we thought she deserved a shout-out on her favorite podcast. And this, I don't know why I make them sound like they're from fucking hee-haw. I'm sure you guys You're are doing great. great. Sorry. Despite her leaving us for a kick-ass new life in Nashville, <laughs> we love her all the same. Congratulations, Jessica, on your engagement. <laughs> we'll, oh, no. Ian's melting. <laughs> we'll miss your bunches. Love your way 
siblings. Oh man, Uncle Uncle Joe, he is a moving kind of slow at the junction. <laughs> Petticoat Junction. Um, um well, man, that's, that's so it, sweet. Love is in the air. Kind of sound like nerd, everybody in the club getting married. Love this, love this. Man, I'd hate to be an unmarried person right now. Am I right, oh, guys? Come on, don't don't come drop on. that. Why? Why are you what? throwing shade? Bikini season, volleyball time, hot dogs and hamburgers. Get ready to the Olympic dive. Fourth of July. Are you ready for rollerblading r- 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 rain time? That's right. It's Aaron and Brian from Throwing Shade. If you didn't know from that very clear intro, we, we- take a look at issues involving ladies and gays, and we treat them with much less respect than they deserve. So watch out, punks. So hey, download us and take us to the beach while you're doing your summertime fun. How about a Yahoo? Or did we just, I'm ready. I guess we just did Dilbert, but um, there's some important topics in here. This one was sent in by John Jelnick. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Thank you, John. I'm just going to be more confident with that shit. Um, it's asked by Yahoo Answers user. Fucking thing's not popping up. It's a weird name. What's your fucking... I can't... He has no name. The he has no name. No this name. is This is unprecedented. Okay. Well, it was asked by some Yahoo Answers user. I'm going to assume they were just deleted. The Phantom of Yahoo Answers. Can we ima- uh, can we assume that if we reach the singularity, the first thing the AI will do is destroy Yahoo Answers? It's too I, helpful. I hope so. I also hope that about the rapture, about the super volcano eruption. I hope that about everything. That it's the first against the wall. Uh, this mystery user asks... What would your reaction be if a stranger asked you to briefly watch their child? Say in a store or waiting room while they slipped away briefly to use the restroom, pay, etc. It does seem like a setup for like a, I don't know, jackass or like... Well, not... Candid, s- is candid camera still a thing? Well, that's that would be both a terrible jackass and a terrible candid camera. It would be... I mean, this is this is John Quinones. Like, John Quinones does this on the weekends for fun, I think. <laughs> he, he just asks adults to watch. Does this say something about us as a people now? That... My, I, I don't know how it hit you guys non-jokey style. My immediate, immediate reaction was, I would say, well, no, um... No, no, I don't want that on me. No, thank you. Hey, remind me, Griffin. Does it say like uh, given circumstance where where they are? What's You're, going on? They're going into the changing room of uh, say an H and M, and they have their child with them, and they say, "Sorry, can you watch him just for a minute?" Do you know what makes this okay? What if you had your own kid with you? No, oh, because great. now I'm too too deep. Now I'm outnumbered. Perfect. Well, how old, how old's the kid? I'm thinking like stroller age. It says sixteen years old. <laughs> Um, no, because then Can you give you this don't... kid a part-time job till I get back. What if that other kid like fucking made a shiv out of Pokemon cards and stabs your kid? I'm saying you. Know, I wouldn't. I would double not trust a, a, another kid, another like probably flea-infested child near my perfect human specimen. I, there's no way. No way <laughs> on my, earth. My perfect Dakota. And let me throw out this situation. Hey, can you watch my kid? I'm just going to duck in here real quick. Two hours later, they still haven't returned. Now you're stuck with this extra kid. Yeah, that's, I mean, that is the what would you do. That's, that's Quinones' game, is how long can we make a person own a child? I mean, good, I think the only rational play. response is to find the next person you see and ask them if they will <laughs> watch your kid. It's basically like the ring of kids. 
Yeah, like you, you, you ask them to watch the kid, and then it's their their problem. That's what that song "It Takes a Whole Village to Raise a Child" is about. Is I'm going to H and M. Can you watch this little thug for a second? And then you're like, sure. Hey, sorry. Um, I'm gotta go run to Blockbuster. Blockbuster? Yep. <laughs> sorry. Can you watch? <laughs> sorry, this? What? it's closing in five minutes. It's closing. And also, kids, kids aren't allowed in it because most Blockbusters are infested with coyotes at this point. <laughs> Um, can you? I'm going to the Coyote Run, the Feral Run blockbuster. Can you watch this kid? Yeah, sure. I guess I was about to go to Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. That's great because it's the ice cream of the future in a video store with the pack. <laughs> I haven't been to a fucking mall since 1996. I gotta hit up this Orange Julius. Oh <laughs> shit! That's, that was gonna be mine. You beat me to it. <laughs> yeah i but like i'm serious i wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it and everybody on yahoo responding to this question is like nope nope not a chance in hell no, no way. way no never and does that mean like have we as a culture like i is this like part of the mounting evidence that we are just fucked because i think back in like the 50s this probably happened all the time like hey, yeah, it's, to, so it's weird. So, you see a lot in the fifties, like ad- just general adults using the fact that they're adults as like carte blanche to yell at kids. Mm-hmm. Like you think about that these days. Like if another adult yelled at your kid, that would be crazy. But you see that all the time uh, in in ye olden days. But like yeah. also just giving absolute responsibility of your child to a human that you just fucking ran into at Sam's Club. So a couple days ago, I was at a uh, I was at a food cart and I was also working a show. I was doing sound for the tour and I ordered my food and it was taking forever to come out and it was really coming down to the wire. Like I had like 3 minutes to get back to my table and run sound when the show started. And this woman next to me said like, "Oh, do you have to get back over there?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Okay, well, if you want to go, I'll just bring your food to you. I'll I'll grab your food." Okay. And I said, "No." I was yeah. like, "No, I'm good." Because I didn't trust her with my grilled cheese sandwich. Can we just take a so- second and just appreciate the moment? This moment. I want to live in this moment forever. Where Travis is just equated his, no, no, no. Uh, his ownership and consumption of this grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> to the protection no, to no, the protection out, of your out. human life that you created. What my point is, times that by a million. Okay, so you recognize does that make it does that make it more likely for me to say like, hey, could you just hold on to this baby for a second? I I, I no, like no. I don't trust people with my grilled cheese. I ain't gonna trust people with my baby. Anybody that would entrust their child to another person is a rogue agent. They're, they are off the reservation as far as society. That person is capable of anything, and where where does that leave the kid? And I think that it becomes doubly true if the person volunteers, like if there's someone standing next to you while you've got your baby and you're trying to like take care of something, like if you need me to watch your kid for you while you go do that, I understand. And it's like, oh no, you're going to take my baby. You're a baby taker. Yes, Why would no, you voluntarily? If, somebody, if someone offers... That's, uh, no, that's unacceptable. I recently moved to a new city. I've joined a popular dating website and have been meeting and getting it with a variety of interesting people. I'm pretty sure dudes are attracted to my I don't give a heck batitude. Fantastic. That's excellent. 
However, the two times I've gotten genuinely excited to meet someone, I flubbed the first encounter with my nervousness and awkward conversation and then drunkenly texted them apologies afterwards. Oops. Well, yep. Yeah, that sounds like batitude, all right? That's I don't give a heck batitude. You're capturing that spirit perfectly. Oops. How do I learn to play it cooler in the face of serious relationship potential? That's from Old School Crazy in Oregon. So if I'm... Okay. So when they when she doesn't care, she kills it. She does great. And then when she actually cares, she's getting real uptight. When she nervous. when she meets a, a nail clipper enthusiast, mm-hmm. someone um, who's gonna make her fantasies come true. Uh huh. Someone who's who's got attitude with a capital B. Just say uh-huh. Ty Pennington. Ty Pennington. Okay. Um, so when you meet Ty Pennington, you get a little bit awkward. And and then drunkenly text apologies, which in any circumstance ever no. is never, never a good call. Never, never. Well, when you're when you're drunk, texting anything to anyone for any reason is a bad idea. Unless it's help. <laughs> Unless it's whoops. <laughs> I just help me. I like yeah, because you're compounding it at that point. If you have an awkward date, that's fine. If you text them afterwards, like sorry, I was so weird. Then that's you've just hit, you just took it to the next Especially level. Especially if you interpreted it as awkward, but they didn't, and they oh. thought it was like a perfectly good time. And then you're like, "So, so, I was so awkward." And they're like, "This person's crazy." Here's the reason you got to play it cool, hot shot. Because if you do apologize for acting weird, whether or not you acted weird, you've just ceded all the your territory in the relationship. You've already given your prospective future uh, husband the the ball, uh, as it were. It's in his corner now. So you can't ever apologize unless you've been with someone for six years. Mm-hmm. Correct. Hold on. Yes? My wife and I haven't been together for six years. Then you haven't hit that wall yet. Good. You haven't had to apologize yet, right? Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> you said I just hit six years, and I had an apology that lasted 36 hours. I'm so... Um, Okay, if you're really excited about the date and you know that you have a tendency towards, like, getting awkward in the conversation, why not pick a first date location that uh, that inherently has something you could discuss about? So, like, go see a movie and then go to dinner. Or go see a movie and then go to drink so you can talk about a movie. Or go to dinner somewhere, like, um, you know, where they cook right there at the table or something interesting <laughs> to talk about. Shut up. No, that was about. great. Oh, you wait. Did. There's endless conversation. Can you believe this meat? Can you believe the steam? <laughs> I did another cool thing with the knife. I was trying to think of a place. I was trying to think of a place where they do something interesting, but wouldn't also be, like, terrifying uh, if it went bad. Uh, I hope he doesn't throw the shrimp at me. <laughs> I don't know if I can catch the shrimp. Oh no, here it comes. Oh, I, I did it. I'm you really should, enjoying this date, Bill Cosby. Oh, you should try it too. It's real fun. You get a little bit of shrimp grease on your chin, but otherwise it's a good time. I love you. I love you, I think. I'm sorry. I'm not usually like this. And then they leave. Oh God, what was that? What was I doing that whole time? I was doing a weird voice the whole time. I've got to email them and say I'm sorry. I have to just shoot them a quick no, I'll just leave them a physical voicemail. letter. Just a quick voicemail. 
Don't tell me not to do it, chef at the table. I'm doing it. I'm just going to leave five or six voicemails while you're sitting next to me. Oh, hold on. <laughs> and you're hey, I'm sorry I did a weird thing. God damn it. <laughs> the whole time you're just being pelted with shrimp. <laughs> Pay attention. I'm throwing the phone. At you. Wap, wap, wap. Um, just, be, just be confident in yourself and your abilities. Y'all want to Yahoo? Yeah. Um, this Yahoo is sent in by Ira Ray. Are you Ira Ray? Who wants to know? Thank you, Ira Ray. It's by Yahoo Answers user. They've been suspended. Fuck me. This is a bloodbath this week. They ask, would people eat less if air had a flavor? Would people eat less if air had a flavor? Isn't this basically what vaping is? I guess so. But imagine I, that every everywhere, like you walk into a room, and you're like, <gasps> like a like a cat who like, I don't know, this, maybe you just so wait different. Okay, this is I have two questions. Yeah. One, does different air in different places have a different flavor? Yes. yes. I'm not. Two, oh God, obviously. what a nightmare that. I mean, I guess air does have a flavor. Hold on, let me think about that. Well, I mean, I are really... you saying that maybe air has had a pronounced flavor and you're just desensitized to it? <laughs> no, I'm saying air probably has a very subtle flavor that you have a it very tastes like air. Yeah, I mean, there's particles and atoms and molecules and shit. We're tasting it. You're only okay. ever tasting air. Like you're constantly tasting air. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't even. Recognize so the taste it. of air has become your de facto. There is no taste. I'm not tasting anything. Right. If we could morph it. Right, if we could ch- chop and screw that flavor, mm-hmm. so when you walk into my house, baby back ribs, right? Because I love that song from the Chili's commercials. But maybe I walk into Travis's house, that would also probably be ribs. No, I think garlic mashed potatoes. Oh God! I mean, that's a good thing to eat, but it's not a good thing to air taste. No, but see, but that's the question: Does it smell like that? No, or does it? Just that would taste be the, like that. would be the super fucked up thing: is that it wouldn't smell like taters. It but would only smell taste is an like essential it. component of taste. The two would have to work in concert. You only think that because Neil deGrasse Tyson told you that. Yeah, he's but full of lies. It doesn't. I mean, maybe he's not full of lies, but not everything. He's, he's not going to hit them all. You know. I'm saying. Actually, mine would probably be like something like a Skittle or a Mike and Ike. I feel like most people would go sweet over savory. Yeah, I think so too. But you don't want to like ruin. You don't want to ruin a meal. If I if I forget to turn off the flavorizer in the room, and then like I serve up some lasagna, but I have the skittle still going, that's gonna be a f- bad eating experience. Well, I mean, that's the question: Is it like uncontrollably smells like it tastes like that, or is it like you have a knob next to your thermostat that you turn up the flavorizer? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to you want a little bit more Mars bar? Okay, okay. Oh my God, Tom, wake up, wake up! Did we turn the flavorizer off? Oh, if we get home and our home reeks <laughs> spaghetti, just, I would never reek of spaghetti. You. you would open up the door and just like, only <laughs> 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 so full. It tastes so much like spaghetti. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by taste. <laughs> it tastes like spaghetti. It's just fucking. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Stop tasting. I'm not gonna be able to taste real spaghetti for a week. Eat the air. Eat the air as fast as you can. Fight your way to the flavorizer. Oh god. 
Mm. Of all the flavorizers on level two. Oh, Jesus. Invite the way neighborhood dogs in to eat some of the spaghetti air. <laughs> they would die. They would fucking die. I'm going to stay at my mom's. Her house tastes like split pea soup. Oh, Holy. Jesus. Would people eat less, though? Probably not. You can't fucking stop us. No, if anything, they would eat more. Yeah. Because they would be like, well, now I want spaghetti. Yeah. I actually do this to myself with uh, Scentsies all the time, where I'll put in a nice berry tart. Yeah. Who's making berry tart? No one is. Well, I guess and now you, I have to. And then you drink the liquid <laughs> to get that flavor going. It burns and then my you tongue. poop a candle. Yeah. And that's how Fifty Shades of Grey ends. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining us for our, our comedy podcast. Uh, my brother, my brother, me is what it's called. Is the name of it. There's sometimes people shorten it to MBMBAM. Um, happy birthday to our pop pop. Happy birthday, daddy. Happy birthday. We love our daddy so much. Um, and uh, thank you to people tweeting about the show, like Memorial Names, Michael Rebalasis, uh Louisa Heron, uh, Shuri, Sarah Dennis, Matthew Olson, David Payas, Wyatt May, uh, Justin Gray turned our stupid no P shirt into a um, into an actual T shirt. Burn to build is his Twitter handle. Go back and find that it was like five days ago. Uh, thank you to iTunes for putting us on their featured page. Yeah, yeah, we were on like the front page of iTunes podcast for a week. It was fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that was cool. Um, just thanks to everybody who went and, and rated and reviewed and subscribed and all that stuff this week uh, to our show on iTunes. You jumped us way up the charts, and you guys are really, really wonderful, and we love you. Yeah. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. I have a, um, to get my microphone up to, like, mouth level, I don't own, like, a mic stand, so what I use is the, the box for uh, one Christmas at a time the john roderick and jonathan colton album right um and so like the entire time i'm recording i'm looking down at a cartoon illustration of of, of joko and uh john roderick joe row so Joe-ro. It's, it's like a guardian angel watching over us making the goofs happen uh and we want to say thanks again to nature box for sponsoring the show um and get in get in shape for summer well it's already summer now so get in shape for fall i guess Fall into good shape with naturebox.com. <laughs> Just, go to naturebox. shape. <laughs> Just go to naturebox.com slash my brother and you'll get 50% off your first order. I, I see people signing up for it and tweeting about it and it's wonderful. Go check it out. You'll love it. Um, make sure you try their sister company, Flavor Box, which is just a box you open and then you get like a blast of flavor. Uh, it's uh, They're still trying to figure out the pricing model. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's going to do it for us, right? Oh, also, we we put up so some of our more classic bits that people uh, really love. Please the, don't call them bits. Our classic goofs. That's a better. And don't um, call them classics. Okay, so P-Bums and Jeffrey, some some stuff that people requested, put those up on YouTube. So if you're looking for something to share with someone, you can share our sampler, bit.ly forward slash It's a Bim Bam 2013. Is that correct? Yes. Anyways, just go to our YouTube page um, and check out all the videos there and then share them with all your friends, and we love you. Uh, li- listen to all the other Max Fun podcasts, too. Uh, Jordan, Jesse, Go, Judge John Hodgman, Stop Podcasting Yourself, uh, Bullseye. Uh, I almost called it Bonesaw. 
Can you consider changing the name of Sawbones to Bonesaw? Bonesaw is ready. Um, there's a lot of really great content that you're just going to love consuming. Is there new Sawbones this week? Uh, yeah, probably. Oh, I mean, we record it tomorrow on Monday, so. Okay. Let's man, you say guys yes. Are, you guys are fucking troopers. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else? What the hell else are we going to do? That's a good point. Should we mention that, like, once you guys have the baby, like, we're going to go on a fucking freestyle jazz odyssey? Of... You know, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, it's going to be good. We're our dad talking for an hour. <laughs> no, we're going to keep releasing stuff here on the Bim Bam, but it's going to be uh, out, outside the box. We're going to be thinking outside the bun. Um, so, yeah. Look it's forward to fun. it. Please look forward to it. Uh, anyway, that's we're done. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Thank you. Final Yahoo answer by Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yahoo Answers as user Bulls Cubs fan who asks. I think we've had a Bulls Cubs fan one before. Bulls mm-hmm. Cubs fan asks. Has a question on Yahoo Answers ever turned you on? <gasps> yeah. I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. Every Tuesday, we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine, a show about all the dumb, weird, terrible ways that we've tried to fix each other over the years. You know, some light summer listening. Maybe you want to hear about yogurt enemas, or why we tried to eat mummies for a while, or why drinking cholera diarrhea sounded like a good idea. That and so much more is waiting for you every Tuesday right here on the Maximum Fun Network with Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine.